It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 20th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's season finale of Locked On Magic, we'll talk a little bit about what's left to do for the Orlando Magic now that they have Cole Anthony and the NBA draft is behind them. A little bit about the trade possibilities that may or may not have been there and what the Magic are kind of looking forward to if they want to hit the trade market once again when the free when the free agency begins Friday night. We'll also talk a little bit about the decision to let Wes Iwundu go and what that says about the Orlando Magic moving forward. Talk about all that, plus a, a quick recap of, of Cole Anthony and what he brings to the Magic from our experts, Chad Ford, as well as Brad Rowland. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network. The search and download podcast for Lockdown and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter what team you want the lowdown on, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. So the Orlando Magic have completed their draft. They picked up a guy that I think generally everyone is very excited about. Um, I've not seen too many people who have disliked the pick of Cole Anthony. And a lot of people just believe this is an extremely talented player. A guy who very well could have been a top five pick or was considered a top five pick at the beginning of the season. Had a rough year at North Carolina thanks to injuries and and thanks to a a North Carolina roster that, that really struggled. But getting him at 15, getting that kind of talent and value at 15... Everyone agrees that this is the right decision. Now, just because it was the right decision or the right pick or, or a guy that's got a ton of talent, that does not mean it will work out. That does not mean that the Magic are going to get the guy that they want or are going to get everything that they need out of Cole Anthony or get a, even a player that, that fits their long-term vision or, or rotation. At this point, they believe he will, but there's still a lot of work to do. So, so don't take seeing everyone saying, oh, the Magic in A or B plus or whatever it is, uh, for this draft as a sign that the work is over. The work is far from over. Cole, Cole Anthony can be the right pick and still bust. I, I don't think he will. I think he probably tops off as a high-quality kind of bench bench scorer, bench creator, but you know, you just you never know. Uh, as, as Jeff Waltman said earlier this week, the draft is really an, a guessing game. As much as you try to uh, 
call your information as much as you try to 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 be as informed as you can. Um, at the end of the day, no one knows how any of these players will react to the NBA, and the NBA is a much different game than the college game, and a much different game than than a lot of places overseas too. Players have struggled in the NBA and killed it overseas, or killed it in college and struggled in the NBA. It's just very, very different. But now we turn our attention quickly to free agency. We turn our attention quickly uh, to a period where the Magic don't have the same kind of hope and flexibility. But the Magic still have a lot of work to do. The NBA draft is supposed to be a place where you get talent. It's supposed to be a place where you take the most talented player you can that fits your long-term vision. It is a long-view game. Honestly, even trades, depending on where your team is at, Trades are also kind of a long-view game. I've, I've often said here, though every move the Magic make, every trade the Magic make, has to be done with an eye on the future, on the big picture. Certainly a team like Milwaukee or Golden State, they're trying to make trades to serve their team now. They're willing to give up future, the future for the, for the present. The Magic are probably more willing to give up the present for the future, but obviously they're fighting some things too, some competing interests as well, which has frankly, probably paralyze them a little bit. Free agency, though, is different. Free agency isn't necessarily about the future. I mean, maybe it is to some extent, but free agency is really about filling immediate needs. And the Magic certainly have those. The Magic certainly have a lot of work to do in the short term to get their roster ready for the 2020 season because, like I said, the Magic's goals are twofold. They want to build their team for the future. They want to build a, a structure and a framework for their young players to grow. But they also want to make the playoffs again. This is a team that wants to remain competitive, and so the Magic are not going to do anything to sabotage themselves. Whether the Magic make the playoffs or not this year depends on a lot of things. There are a lot of question marks about this team, and if you are doubtful the Magic make the, playoff, make the playoffs this season, even with the expanded field to 10 teams, you have every reason to believe so. There are a lot of questions, and, and I've said this, I know, often enough. The Magic have to minimize their margin for error. That is certainly not the case. There are, there are building blocks that if they, you know, this is a Jenga tower, and if one wrong piece is removed, the whole thing is going to topple. If, if, if you're cheering for a tanking season, an accidental tanking season is certainly very, very possible. I'm not going to deny that, and I, and. And I am not against that if it happens. I, I, I personally believe that the Magic need to enter the season believing they can make the playoffs. And, and with the roster they have, they have every reason they should. But the wrong injury to the wrong guy, the, the a free agent not panning out, a player not being as good as they thought he would be, and this whole thing could crumble very, very, very quickly. This is this is a house of cards. And if that house of cards is tumbling, I would suspect that that's when we will see begin to see a little bit of a fire sale, a little bit of a selling off of some of those pieces to begin pushing the team uh, in a new direction. But until until then, they're going to kind of kind of keep the boat steady, I, I feel. So when the Magic enter free agency, A, what do they have and what do they need? If the goal of free agency is to fill short-term needs, what short-term needs do they have? We're not talking about big-picture stuff like finding a score, finding a dominant score or an all-star. You could certainly do that, and you could, you certainly still should be searching the trade market for that if you can find it. But that's not what free agency is for, certainly not with the money the Magic have. The Magic are over the cap. As things stand, the salary cap is looking to be at $109.1 million again this year. As things stand, including Evan Forney opting into the final year of his contract and projected values 
for Chuma Okiki and Cole Anthony's rookie contracts, the Magic stand at $109.1 million committed to 11 players. That puts them not that puts them over the salary cap. Um, $118.5 million to 11 players. That puts them over the salary cap, but comfortably beneath the luxury tax line. And the luxury tax line is more important to a team like the Magic than the salary cap. Like I've said, I don't think having excess salary or having a high payroll necessarily means anything unless you are over the tax line. Um, The Magic are in a position, as we've discussed, to make trades, to trade some of their big salaries for other players. We'll talk more about that strategy coming up here in just a moment. But the Magic still have needs they have to fill. They signed Cole, like they drafted Cole Anthony. He could play some backup point guard, but I still think the Magic are going to have to bring back one of Michael Carter Williams and DJ Augustine as a third ball handler. And considering that they have Cole Anthony, I would bet it's Michael Carter Williams. I think Michael Carter Williams fits more of what this team wants to do. And as much as the Magic need DJ Augustine's veteran guiding hand, he does not fit the Magic's long term picture. And, and so I do think that, that Augustine is, is ultimately not going to re sign with the team. Looking at the depth chart, obviously, Jonathan Isaac's out for the year, which leaves really Chuma Okiki, Al Aminu, and Aaron Gordon to fill the small forward spot. And Aaron Gordon's got to fill the power forward spot too. And frankly, Al Aminu should probably be playing mostly power forward anyway. If the Magic have a place that they absolutely must target in this free agency run, with their mid-level exception, which is the only avenue they have to add players to their team, it's at small forward. This is really the big need and honestly, the number one thing the Magic have to accomplish um, this offseason. Building up their kind of wing depth. Because, I mean, yes, Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross can play some small forward. I think Chumo Kiki is ultimately a small forward in this league. Alfred Gamino and Aaron Gordon are both capable of playing small forward. It's not that they don't have guys that can play small forward. But if you look at the depth chart, Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross, both guards. Both, both probably better at guard, although they can play together. Chumo Kiki is a small forward, power forward. Aaron Gordon and Alfred are best at power forward. Um, the Magic did extend a qualifying offer to Gary Clark. I would imagine that that means they will retain Gary Clark for another year. So your front court depth is fine. You got your three centers, Aaron Gordon, Alfred and Gary Clark at power forward. You know, they can obviously float into the three a little bit. Uh, but adding, if I were the Magic, focusing on adding a starting caliber small forward would be the direction I would go. Now remember, the Magic already have 11 roster spots filled. So they only have four remaining. So if you sign Michael Carter-Williams and then sign Gary Clark, you've got two roster spots left. And obviously not everyone's going to play. It's possible. That's probably why Wesawundu was ultimately pushed out. The Magic, though, don't have great options here. Um, at, at small forward or in this free agent class, the mid-level exception, guys that might include Kent Bazemore, Rodney Hood, who's coming off an Achille- a year where he missed uh, with an Achilles tear. Uh, Josh Jackson, kind of a second draft guy. He might be able to get cheap. He's probably better as a power forward anyway. Uh, and Glenn Robinson III, who's probably more of a realistic target that, that could fill a lot of needs and, and I think kind of slide in as a, as a part-time starter. And of course, the option is always there to try and re-sign James Ennis as well, which might be as good as any other option the Magic have. Ultimately, free agency is not going to provide a whole lot for the Magic this year. Probably, the Magic aren't going to get everything they need out of free agency that they actually need to make this roster really work and really click in a meaningful way. The Magic obviously have a lot of work to do. 
And it's looking more and more like the way that the Magic need to approach this trade market is to take a player like an Aaron Gordon or an Evan Fournier or perhaps even a Nikola Vucevic and use that player to get two more players. Essentially trading, uh, trading one of their starters for a starting level player, not of the same value, and a reserve that they're comfortable with. That would probably might be my bet for a trade in this, this, this path. And that's probably the direction the Magic need to be thinking right now. And some of that might just depend on whether young guys are ready to take over bigger roles. Whether they are comfortable with Chumo Kiki starting right now, which I don't think they should be. I, don't, I, wouldn't, be start, I'm, I wouldn't be comfortable with Chumo Kiki starting right now. Being able to push younger players into bigger roles is ultimately what's going to determine whether the Magic are comfortable enough to make the kind of trade that they're looking for. Some of the trades that we've seen to this point uh, that the Magic have been attached to, at least, have not done this. There was that report that the Portland Trailblazers targeted Aaron Gordon uh, at the de- at, 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 around the draft and offered the 16th pick, a future, a future first-round pick that was lottery-protected, as well as Trevor Ariza and his expiring contract. That was not enough to get the Magic to move. Very, very clearly, judging by how the Magic acted on draft night, the Magic were not interested in bringing in another draft pick. They were not interested in draft capital uh, in return for their players. Similarly, the Golden State Warriors consummated a deal uh, where they acquired Kelly Oubre from the Oklahoma City Thunder and really gave up not very much. They, ex- they absorbed him into their trade exception and sent a trade exception back out. Uh, and they, uh, they gave up a, a top 20 protected first round pick. To the Magic, you know, and I, I said this, you know, Evan Fournier was perfect to fit into the trade exception that the Warriors had. But for the Matt, and the Warriors are probably looking for someone a little more athletic, so I think Ubre makes a little bit more sense than Fournier, but Fournier, I think, is a better player overall. If they called the Magic and they discussed with the Magic, the Magic probably said, We're not interested in draft capital. We need players. We need, we need bodies. And so that's probably why that, that didn't happen for the Magic either. Now, if they would have traded Evan Fournier, they would have dropped below the cap about eight, nine million, uh, about like six, seven, eight million dollars below the cap. Gives them a little bit more flexibility, but not a whole lot. Essentially, if you drop six, seven, eight million dollars below the cap, you have your cap room plus the room exception, which is I think four million dollars, as opposed to the middle level exception, which is about nine million dollars. So the difference, the difference in spending power there is not very much for the Magic. Um, the Magic still have their mid level exception as well as their biannual exception, so roughly eleven or twelve million dollars to spend this off season. Again, and they're bumping. They're about fourteen million dollars under the luxury tax. So again, the Magic have needs to fill, and it's going to be tough when free agency opens this this evening. It's going to be tough to fill them and fill them all. Orlando's going to have to fill out the roster, and they're going to have to hope that Aaron Gordon bounces back, that Chumo Kiki can play fairly quickly, that Al Aminu can play after his struggles with injury last year. That's what this season, this season is depending on a lot of things to happen. The margin for error is not smaller, but right now, free agency is about making the team better in the short term and filling out those needs so you can feel the competitive roster and get something out of this season. One player that will not be a part of that, though, or does not appear like he will be a part of that, is one of the Magic's most successful draft stories. We'll talk about Wessel Wundu here coming up in just a moment. But first, free agency is a crazy time. It can be draining sometimes trying to follow the tweet storms and 
and all the signings going on and, and trying to get your energy up to get excited or get depressed. You know, we all all, the, all of us keyboard warriors got to get on the internets and make sure our opinions are heard. So power through with the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious, coming in 18 amazing flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. I'm betting that's cherry Garcia. This copy is, is, is I've remembered this copy plenty of times, but y- y'all, y'all know it. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. And most are under 180 calories. They're all under 200 calories, if I'm not mistaken. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so if you used the promo code before, guess what? You can use it again. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order again. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thursday was a deadline for the Orlando Magic as they get ready for free agency today. A couple of contract deadlines passed and some major decisions were made for the Orlando Magic as they prepare for this upcoming season. Again, hints that the Magic are not solely focused on development and solely focused on on, on bringing up young guys. They are looking for veterans to kind of stabilize their roster. And yes, they are looking to compete as well as keep some roster flexibility. They need some open roster spots in case they make the kind of trade that I discussed a little bit earlier where they use a, a, a player to, to get two players, you know, maybe not as not individually as good as the player they're sending out. Um, it's just going to be very, very hard to make equal value. The big move, of course, the Orlando Magic extended the qualifying offer to Gary Clark, making him a restricted free agent. In all likelihood, this is a signal the Magic will retain Gary Clark next season. I think it's I think it's pretty... Certain at this point that the Magic are going to keep Gary Clark, add, keep that added front court depth um, at the power forward position, and, and I think you know, maybe they think he could play a little bit of small forward too. But regardless, it, it does appear that the Magic are going to keep Gary Clark around for another season. Least less surprising, the Orlando Magic declined the team option on Melvin Frazier, as I've written and said many times before. Melvin Frazier just never really got a chance. Um, he, he never. I think he played maybe six minutes of meaningful basketball um, in a game that, that had stakes or had any type of va- any type of uh, 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 risk to it. Um, and I thought he played well. I thought he showed improvement as a three-point shooter, just never got the chance, and it did not look like he was going to ever get the chance. So I think the Magic were probably right to turn him loose. Um, hopefully he gets an opportunity somewhere. Of course, not, not having Summer League makes that even more difficult. Maybe he sneaks back to Lakeland and the Magic keep him around without keeping him around. The bigger shock and the bigger news, though, was Wesley Wundu. The Orlando Magic declined to make a qualifying offer to Wesley Wundu, making him an unrestricted free agent. While the Magic can certainly still re-sign him, this is a pretty big sign that the Magic are not going to, that the Magic will let him hit free agency and will let him depart. When the Magic drafted Wesley Wundu, not a lot of people knew about him. 
Um, you know, he was kind of a late riser. I kind of caught wind of him and, and mentioned him as a potential second-round pick. I thought that he had the defensive chops that the Magic really liked. He had the length, obviously, that the Magic really liked. Um, and, and while his shooting wasn't great, it showed enough improvement that it felt like it could keep improving as, as he got older. He was a veteran player. It felt like he could kind of come in and play pretty quickly. And that proved relatively correct. Iwundu uh, played uh, a, a lot his, his rookie season. I mean, certainly his shot was not something that the Magic could rely on, but he was energetic defensively, and he was uh, someone that quickly found a role on the team, or at least by the time the Magic made their playoff run, had found a role on the team, or at least part of a role on the team. Iwundu was reliable. Steve Clifford trusted him, and his development was exciting to see. Entering last, uh, entering the season, yes, Wundu started off struggling from beyond the arc, but whenever he was in the game, whenever he was given consistent minutes, he produced at a very high level. Wundu became a not great three-point shooter, but a reliable three-point shooter. If you left him open, he would hit it. And again, he would only take shots that he was very comfortable with. It was he was very very good at playing within himself and knowing what his role was and what exactly he had to do when he was on the court. He played great defense. It was a great cutter, did a great job slipping, slipping screens and, and getting into the lane that way. Great at running in transition. Iwundu is an NBA player. And again, to take a guy that you've drafted in the second round and turn him into an NBA player, and you know maybe not a hard rotation, he's certainly back into the rotation caliber player, that is a, a huge success story for the Orlando Magic. That is a huge success story for Jeff Weltman's eye for scouting, kind of the one second-round pick that he really invested in, uh, and Steve Clifford's coaching ability for sure, that they were able to develop this guy into someone they could count on. That's a success part of the Wessowundu story. Wessowundu is a representation of the Magic's development program success and their potential. He is an NBA player. There's no doubt about that. He's going to find a home somewhere in this free agency market. But Wes is also emblematic of the Magic's failures as an organization. Of their failures to... Of their failure to, to, to find a way to get young guys into the rotation. To give young guys a real opportunity. Now, Some of that might be because they became a playoff team all of a sudden. But Wesley Wundu could never find his way into the rotation. Steve Clifford trusted him to a point. He trusted him a lot. Whenever a starter was down, Wesley Wundu was the guy that went into the starting lineup. And Clifford would always say, you know, if we give a Wundu consistent minutes, he's going to produce. He's going to be a good player. And that's true. He was. So where were the consistent minutes? Where were Wes Iwundu's minutes. Why couldn't he crack the rotation when he very clearly could? Steve Clifford can be a little bit of a stubborn guy with his rotations and and and, and how he structures his lineups and 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 how he brings guys in and out. And and he's right to say, I don't want to throw a guy in there for two or three minutes. Players need time to get into a rhythm, both within the course of a game and within the course of a season. So he's not someone that's gonna do a Steve Kerr where he'll give a guy at the end of the bench um, some minutes, some meaningful minutes kind of as a reward for their work. I, I personally think that that is a great approach. I think that Steve Kerr is right to do that, but he also has a team that if, you know, you're playing the 15th guy and he really struggles and struggles in those minutes, 
He's got Steve. He's got Stephen Curry to bail him out. That team is good enough that they can play that way. I don't know if the Magic are good enough to play that way. But what's the one do? Just couldn't crack the rotation unless there were a ton of injuries. And he did that, and he played well last year. He had a good year. A really good year, in fact. But the Magic couldn't create an environment or create a system that would push him forward. Some of that is, frankly, the Magic didn't have the shooting around him to be comfortable enough to play in. The Magic's complete lack of shooting probably hurt Iwundu a little bit. Because every team needs a good defender like him. Everyone needs someone who, yes, can hit an open three when he's left open. Everyone needs guys like Wes Iwundu. A little bit of an edge to him, too, I have to say. Everyone needs guys like him, but he only works in certain lineups. And those are lineups the Magic just could not create. Especially in the playoffs, teams aren't going to cover Wes Iwundu. So you better have other guys that can shoot and occupy the defense's attention, and the Magic just simply do not have that. What's the one who's failure to crack the rotation is frankly a failure in building a workable rotation, a workable offensive lineup to take advantage of his defensive gifts. And again, we're not talking starting level. We're talking off the bench. Iwundu is an energizer bunny off the bench. And the Magic used him as such. But those lineups also had their struggles and their difficulties because they just couldn't muster enough shooting to make it all work. What's the one who's going to find a place in the NBA? He is an NBA player. And unfortunately, the Magic couldn't take advantage of that. Not to the full extent that perhaps they should have. We'll talk about what the Magic do in free agency on our next episode of Locked on Magic. We'll do an emergency episode of Locked on Magic if there's any major signings or any major moves. So definitely, definitely, definitely subscribe and be aware of that over the weekend. We'll talk more about them on Monday's episode of Locked On Magics. We enter Thanksgiving holiday, so we'll, we'll have a good Thanksgiving week of Locked On Magics. But after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony and what he's going to bring to the Orlando Magic after this. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to close today's show by talking a little bit more about Cole Anthony and what the magic are getting in him. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of excitement about Cole Anthony, to be frank. He's a player that was featured in NBA 2K 20's My Team as uh, as Generation Next, so to speak, as they, they came out with cards for the pro- for the draft prospects uh, around the time the draft was actually supposed to take place while we were on our hiatus uh, 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 craze. Um, they, he's actually one of the cards that you can now play in NBA 2K 21 My Team. Uh, I have played him. Guy that I was playing took a lot of threes with him, made a good chunk of them, beat me. Cole Anthony was the player of the game. I am desperate to get my hands on a Cole Anthony card in NBA 2K My Team. That's kind of the excitement that that is with him. This is a guy that does have some real star power and star potential. And again, at 15, if you can get a guy like that and develop him into a star, you've hit a home run. This was a big, big swing for the Orlando Magic. And obviously, the right one. I'm a big proponent of in the NBA draft, no matter where you're sitting, Take the best player available. You will never go wrong taking the best player on your board. Um, that's 
That's really what you should be doing in the draft because the draft is about the future, not the present. It's about what a guy will do in five years, not in one. But Cole Anthony is certainly someone that I think can score a lot of points. And, you know, honestly, it's too bad there's not a rookie game this year because I would say both Chuma Okiki and Cole Anthony would have had a very good chance to play in that rookie game. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they still announce teams otherwise. I, I, I think they should actually during the All-Star break, even if there's no All-Star, te- All-Star team, I think they should still announce All-Stars because that stuff has historical meaning. Um, and maybe do like virtual dunk contest. That would be fun too. Um, we'll, 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 we'll bandy about those ideas a little bit later on. But what the Magic are getting in Cole Anthony is a, a baller. Like that, that's, that's really the best way to describe him. This is a guy that can create off the dribble, create shots for himself, can score in a multitude of ways, and yes, can hit from the outside. So why did his draft stock fall? What is there, what's the meaning of him? Why did he, why was he there at 15? Let's start this conversation, let's start this discussion with Chad Ford and his breakdown of Cole Anthony. His stock has fallen. Point guard out of North Carolina, freshman Cole Anthony, really thought as, as maybe a top five pick uh, before the college season began, actually put up okay numbers at North Carolina, uh, wrestled with some injuries, but he's the type of player that seems to be someone that's having a hard time gaining any traction right now. Uh, teams obviously see the scoring ability. He's got range on his shot. He certainly can create his own shot and get to the rim. Does he have the size? Does he have the mindset? to be a playmaker? Does he try to do too much? Is he one of these guys like Shabazz Muhammad that maybe peaked in high school because of their physicality and isn't going to be able to take that leap to the next level? He's got more doubters than he's got uh, people that are really convinced about him right now. He's in the 15 to 25 range for Anthony. That's probably a disappointment for him in his camp right now. And unfortunately, where he might really shine and going into workouts and really aggressively trying to handle the other point guard prospects in this draft, he can't do that. And so he he may be in for a long night. Obviously, the Magic took him on that top end, but Chad Ford raises some very good questions about Cole Anthony that are legitimate questions. I mean, we should be excited with the talent level that's coming in, but that you know, no draft pick comes as a sure thing. Like there are very few draft picks that are absolutely one sure, sure things. Like for instance, I doubted Zion Williamson a little bit last year. I copped to that. I did not. I had some questions about whether Zion Williamson would be able to come to the NBA with and be an athletic freak among other athletic freaks, and that proved to be that proved to be false. Now I don't think I ever said I wouldn't have taken Zion number one, but you know, there every player comes in with doubts. There's certainly a concern that Cole Anthony tries to do a little too much. Um, you know, I, I think I think what Jeff Weltman said after the draft that that Cole Anthony's a kid with a chip on his shoulder is both a double-edged sword. I, I think that that is both it works to his benefit and to his uh, uh, to his weakness. Um, to his benefit, certainly that chip on his shoulder, he plays with a little bit of an edge. He's not afraid to go at guys, and 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 the Magic need players like that. Um, you know, to be to be perfectly honest, they need competitors that get a little bit of fire in their eyes. I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's bad. I like all the players on the Magic. I think they're all great guys. Every team needs one a-hole. Every team one needs one guy that isn't going to take anything from anybody. And, and you know, not necessarily go at them and fight, but go at them on the court. You know, again, that kind of bomba mentality or whatever you want to call it. Cole Anthony has a little bit of that. 
he has a little bit of that mean streak and 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 he does have a competitive fire. You could you could just tell how passionate and 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 how how much this all meant to him during the draft broadcast. But it works against him too. Because if you're constantly playing like that, if you're constantly playing, you know, with with that kind of vendetta, then you start to dribble around too much. You start to try and do a little bit too much. And at North Carolina, he had to do so much because that team just was not good. He's going to be playing with significantly better teammates and on a significantly better team, even compared to where they are in the rest of the the league, um, than he played at North Carolina. He will have weapons to pass to. And so I'm curious if his low assist numbers were a product of his teammates, if that high usage rate was a product of his teammates in the context, or whether that's kind of who he is. And I think that is a fair question to ask. We're going to find out very quickly, I think, whether Cole Anthony can play. Because either Cole Anthony is going to be able to do the things that he did at North Carolina and translate them to the NBA game, or he's not. And if he's not, he's going to be pretty close to unplayable. It's going to be very difficult to play him. Again, that's why the Magic need to make sure they get a third point guard uh, uh, in free agency here. I mean, certainly, again, like I said, backsliding is very, very possible. There's, There's a lot of ifs and question marks about this Magic team. But undeniably, the talent's there. Undeniably, there is a spark there. There is something there to believe in. And that's enough for now. That's enough for now to say that this was a good draft pick, that this is a guy that the Magic should have brought in and should have considered. Chad Ford there talks about the draft the draft workout process and, and something that he may have missed out on. But that's not entirely true. While he didn't get to work out against other guards, you know, Jeff Weltman talked about how when they watched him work out in Miami, or Anthony said that he, he worked out in Miami, but when when... They went to go watch him work out. They could see that competitive fire, that passion. And that's ultimately what led them to this pick. That's ultimately what inspired them to take this guy. And certainly, he has every chance and every possibility to prove that correct. It's going to be interesting to watch what Cole Anthony does. I mean, this this is a player. This guy can play. The question is whether he will play at the level the Magic need, and play, uh, not just at the level the Magic need, but play at an NBA level um, to, to to stake out a longer career. That's going to do it for Season 4 of Locked On Magic. I want to thank everyone who's been with us throughout the entire season and throughout all the seasons here on Locked On Magic. We are flipping over the NBA calendar at 6 p.m. on Friday, so Season 5 of Locked On Magic begins on our next episode, I, I, I demarcate the seasons by the NBA calendar, not by any other calendar. Um, so we will be flipping over to season five here. I've, there's, there's nothing special about that. It's just, I'm just, I'm just marking the occasion. But I want to thank you all again for listening to Locked on Magic throughout the course of this NBA season, the 2019-2020 season. It has been a long one. It has been a strange one. And I appreciate everyone who has come along on this journey with us. We'll have plenty more to do and plenty more to talk about as the Magic continue to evolve and move forward. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in and listening, however long you listen, however many times you listen per week, I know daily is a lot. Um, you know, there's uh, my podcasts are always on back on backlog too. So I appreciate all the time that you spend with me. I hope that I give you some insight. I hope that I give you uh, something to think about and some you know relatively intelligent magic conversation. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I I appreciate every single one of you that come along with us on this journey, and we're excited to be back here 
for another season of Magic Basketball. It's going to come so, so quickly. It's, 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 going to be, it's going to be a whirlwind. But I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic as well as the rest of the season. You, of course, subscribe to Locked on Magic if you haven't done so already on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places on the podcast are your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including that Chris Haynes rumor about the Magic engaging with Rus- with the Houston Rockets over Russell Westbrook and getting nowhere. You can go back into our, our archives here and listen to my podcast on Russell Westbrook and why that is a bad idea. That was, what, two weeks ago? You can, che- you can check all that out on orlandomagicdaily.com and follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.